When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Steve Politi from NJ Advanced Media. I'm here live at High Point Solutions Stadium, another edition of the Rebuilding Rutgers podcast after a 35-14 to 14 loss to Michigan. I'm joined, as always, by Keith Sargent, Ryan DeLevy, our two crusty. You guys look really rough around the edges today. I hate to say it. Glad this is not a video podcast. Uh, Beat writers, the finest beat writers in the world for Rutgers Carlin. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yes, I, I'll, I'll say that, even though you do you do look a little rough around the edges. Um, let's talk about this Michigan game. It, it's uh, you know listening to Chris Ash today at his, his weekly press conference, and I had to laugh laugh because I really thought that it sounded like his thoughts on the game have sort of evolved like mine did. I was you know after the game, you're like, hey, they, you know they, they hung tough against Michigan. Today he seemed like he was a little bit more you know disappointed by some of the things that happened. I got the sense that he looked, he watched the game film and saw a team that really didn't play well. And if had, if they had played well, you know, who knows? Yeah. I uh, think there's probably too a, a little bit of like a uh, hangover effect to there. Like, in, I don't know if that's the right term, but just, I think he's hyper aware that the last time he patted his guys on the back for playing well against Washington earlier this season, Eastern Michigan happened. And I think for the rest of Chris Ash's tenure here, two years, eight years, 45 years, he is never going to accept, uh, you know, congratulations for a defeat again because that's still – I know for a fact that that Eastern Michigan loss sticks with him all this time. Like You can say anything you want about not looking backwards, looking forward. I know it sticks with him. So I think that is probably a little bit of it too. Let's hammer home that I'm disappointed because we lost. I think that probably sticks with him a little bit too. And I, I think clearly the players had the message too because reading the, the, the stories you know after the game – uh, no moral victories. I mean, they, you know, it's a cliche. I think, you know, sports writers like, like to bandy about the moral victory. But the players, they clearly all got the message in the, in, you know, from the locker room. I think that was probably the, 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 the tenor of the, of the postgame. Um, no moral, moral victories. I mean, you could look at it. Yeah, they covered a lot closer than, than, than it was a year ago. But, you know, to a man, I mean, the Rutgers football players, they weren't satisfied. Right. And you got that sense, you're right, right away that that was going to be the talking point, that they didn't want to, they didn't want to take away and say, hey, this is, this is going to be one of these, you know, one of these. That, that said, I, you know, I will say that, you know, unlike the last couple of weeks, you, you, you know, you, that you could walk away offensively feeling, a little bit better about things that happened. I agree. It wasn't a great offensive performance, but they had that one. They had that one long drive. They got Janarian Grant back involved, even though he left. How about the game, that? Even though he left the game early. I mean, that drive. You know, you saw that with like, three nice passes by by Geo. Uh, you know, to different targets. Uh, uh, making making a play under pressure, seventy five yards, four and a half minutes. You're like, well, gee, why can't we see more of that? As well, yeah. I kind of walked away after seeing that play. I thought that there was that drive was exceptional because there were great throws and great catches, and that's kind of what's been missing from Rutgers all season. Um, 
But I think it was one of those things where a really good defense, which is what Michigan has, is going to figure out that you're one-dimensional and find a way to stop it. It's almost an indictment on Purdue and Illinois that they weren't able to figure that out. Or, you know, Maryland this week, I mean, it's, stu- it's you know, we'll get to it, I'm sure, but Maryland's defensive weakness is the passing game. Right. I'm f- fascinated to see if Rutgers tries to exploit that. Uh, they're going to have to. Let's, I mean, let's get right to that. People, I, could, you know, I really think that you know, Maryland stands as the most important game on the schedule. Chris Ash wasn't going to go there today, obviously. Um, but, you know, when you look at what, what this team has to do each year, it has to get has to win in a couple of games in the division to get to a bowl game. It's always going to be Maryland measured against Maryland. If you beat Maryland, you know, you, then you can start saying, all right, well, maybe this team is going to be uh, on that on that level as a bowl team. And they're pretty similar programs, too, if you look, look at them from top to bottom. Yeah, I've always drawn the comparison. Uh, I think it's fascinating. Right, they came in at the same time to the Big Ten in 2014. So check that box. Then they played two, two, the basically the same game. Uh, Rutgers rallied from 25 down in 2014 to win. Maryland r- rallied from 21 down to win. That's their introduction to this quote-unquote rivalry. And then they both uh, hire coaches at the same time in 2000, December 2015. They both go to Big Ten Powers defensive coordinators. DJ Jer- Durkin was at Michigan. Ash was at Ohio State. Both took over teams in turmoil. Ash's situation was obviously worse, but Maryland had quit on Randy Edsel the year, the that previous season. So, and then they both tried to do it with recruiting in state. I mean, to me, it's the you can they will always be a tale of the tape between these two programs, and certainly uh, Maryland uh, got to a bowl last year. Rutgers still trying to get there. Maryland's very inconsistent, though. If you look at the two athletic programs in general, though, Maryland and Rutgers, I mean, Maryland has won a ton of Big Ten championships. And I guess the biggest reason is because they had a head start on Rutgers across the board. They had a lot of ACC money, all their programs, a lot of their, their, you know, soccer and baseball. And a lot of their programs were already established, uh, with the exception of maybe wrestling. Rutgers is ahead of them in wrestling. But football... Rutgers has been competitive against Maryland. They beat them, obviously, in 2014. 2015 was back and forth. And then last year, Maryland got the best of them. But, you know, football has been a different story. And that's probably because, you know, the two football programs are probably on similar ground when when, when they first arrived in the Big Ten. Yeah, and this was this was this had the Phrygian element in 2014. I think this needs to be a rivalry trophy game. I'm I know I've beat the drum for it. Maryland had there's a, enough rivalry trophies, aren't there? Really, we need another rivalry trophy. Uh, uh, yeah, why not? An axe or what are they like? There's a bell. Bunny there's, a, axe, there's a bucket. Blood, there yeah. a bucket? There's but that's what Big Ten football is. Right. So like, I mean, you want to start feeling less like the outsider if you're Rutgers. Right. Create one of these. And the problem is Maryland has about as much interest in this <laughs> as uh, Maryland want. Maryland wants to. Pretend it's rival is Penn State. It isn't. It isn't. Penn State is does not want you as a rival. Rutgers does embrace it, Maryland. I don't understand it. Right. Um, right. I think there needs to be some sort of turnpike trophy type thing. And I just, I, I mean, I love that it was the last game of the season for three years. I love that. I thought this is the makings of a rivalry. It's on rivalry weekend, right. and now somehow it's Rutgers and Michigan State, which makes about as much sense as uh, you know. Yeah, I, I don't like to do that. If you go, let's go through it though. If you look at what this is right now, Sarge, you've got if you were to give the the edge in different things in, within this program, you've got recruiting. I think the edge are probably Maryland at this point, but not by a lot. Facilities edge by a lot for Maryland at this point. Uh, administration. 
there's a lot of turmoil there. It's going to be edge to Pat Hobbs and, and Rutgers. I mean, how, how would you break this down overall if, you, if you're going through what, what, what you've got? You mentioned it. I mean, the facility right there, um, Maryland's building a $160 million. Uh, they, they converted coal field house. They're all best. I mean, I've the pictures. Of it. It's huge. So from a facility standpoint, uh, Mar- Maryland's ahead. Um, I think coaches, I think both of them are very similar. Um, you know, both defensive guys, both, um, you know, similar uh, type guys and, you know, philosophy. Uh, but you're right. I mean, Kevin Anderson, you know, the, you know, <laughs> it's almost a debacle what's going right. on inside their, their athletics program. Difference, again, um, Maryland was on a little bit better ground when they, when, when they arrived. Plus, they have a mega donor, you know, in, right. in Under Armour. That is the significant and, edge. And that is, so right. that pays a lot I, of bills. I love you, Ron Garuti, and this is my first shout-out to the Garutis. You know, if you have a billion dollars and you find it fund underwear, uh, Under Armour company, you've got a much better chance to, uh, to fund a lot of the, things. The, that's the biggest difference, and you know, but for, for the most part, again, I mean, their football programs are similar. A year ago at this time, you know, we're looking at Maryland, went to a bowl game against a really soft schedule, and then even, you know, after week one, they beat Texas, and you're like, oh my goodness, this team. But we've said it all the time. In order for Rutgers to go to a bowl game, it's not beating Michigan and Penn State and Ohio State. Right. It's what they do against Maryland and Indiana. Mm-hmm. And those are the, the, the two things that are, you know, and, and obviously non-conference as well. But, you know, to, yep. to, you know, that mini pod, and you could say the same thing. If we're doing an Indiana podcast or a Maryland podcast, you would say, say the same thing. And that thing. segues right to the next segue, next segment. Dory Miller said after the game that he wants – to take this team to the postseason, which I, you know, honestly, we had just kind of, let's be, let's be honest, we just kind of said, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But clearly there is some optimism within it, and Dorian's a leader. You know, he wants to go out. The seniors want to go out with a bowl game. Rutgers is three and five, four games left. It's certainly mathematically possible. Uh, is there a path to a bowl game? Ryan? Sebastian Joseph said the same thing today, and I expect that from the redshirt seniors. They haven't been to a bowl game you know, in two years, they you know they they barely remember it. I, I'll never forget it because it was Christmas in Detroit for a cheeseburger. Um, <laughs> Incidentally, because we always tell inside baseball stories, the Burger King story. Yeah, we, have, we got to tell that story while we're on it because uh, you've known me for a long time. We were you know colleagues you know for you know for a long time. Um, at the time, I, th- I guess we were uh, competitors technically. But um, have you ever seen me no. more depressed than on Christmas, Christmas Eve? <laughs> There's a food court in the uh, you know in between the, the the two hotels where the media uh, availability was, and there was a food court, and it was as depressing of a place as you could ever be on Christmas Eve. It was so. And now <laughs> listen, I like Burger King over Wendy's and McDonald's, so I was happy. <laughs> it was bad. But I don't, Sarge has two kids; he's missing them on Christmas morning. He's down in the dumps. So I'm like, oh, but they did. <laughs> Two whoppers for five dollars. Yeah. They didn't even have onion rings. It was really, it was really, it was a bad day. Um, but where were we before that? About, about bowl games. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I know Sarge's answer is yes. No, I don't see a path to a bowl game. Uh, I do see a path to another win, I, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on that because I know you wrote that it would be a successful season, Steve. So after Sarge goes, I'd like to hear you expand on that. But um, I see a path to another win. I don't necessarily see a path to five wins or six wins, which is a guaranteed bowl game. I actually wrote, laid out today all Big Ten bowl projections. I don't think they have, Big Ten's going to have enough teams. I don't think they're going to get enough teams into the Big There's three, three, and five teams, including Rutgers and three, four, and four teams, uh, and they all have at least one or two more 
definite losses on their schedule. I think the Big Ten is going to be short. So I guess maybe, Sarge, you think they're getting in at 5-7? and seven? Is that your path? Well, that, that's exactly it. I mean, you know, and people, we're going to have plenty of time to, to decipher, you know, just all the possibilities at 5-7, and seven, you know, what it takes. I mean, basically it's APR and, and Rutgers for the longest time had, had a great APR, always had a top 10 as high as three in, you know, in, in the country. You know, it's kind of taken a dip in the last couple of years, but, you know, I will tell you this, and I was talking to someone, you know, on, on the inside. If they get to five and seven, based on the uh, you, uh, on, on what you laid out with with with, with you know the, the the lack of bowl, uh, Big Ten uh, you know teams for for their bowls, they're going to a bowl at five and seven. And again, beat Maryland, beat Indiana. Really, they're going to go to a bowl at uh, five and the, seven. The, the people who I was talking to who, who wow. have a little bit more inside information than I do are very confident that if they went five and seven that they would go to a bowl that, game. That that blows my mind. I'm surprised to hear that just because you would think that they would. I thought six and six teams had to get the first nod. There are not enough other teams out there. They do, but you know, you know, I'd have to take a look and, and, and do a little bit more research. But in the last couple of years, you know, two or three teams, have, you know, in general, you know, sometimes I think as many as four. Two years ago, well, at five and seven. So, you know, again, the That's maybe is you know, uh, optimism. You know, but I, I. I the person who I talked to today said that five and seven records would probably that's go. That's a lot of bowls. That's that's and too again, many bowls. Wow. Yeah, no, there's no question. That's a, a topic for another podcast, probably. But <laughs> um, again. Beat Maryland, beat Indiana. Both of those games are are, are, are winnable, I yeah. would think. Well, it's only two points for and, and Ryan alluded to it. I wrote that, that I thought if if they did win uh, against Maryland, it does take it does make the season a success in my mind. I, I wanted to see two things from Rutgers this year. I wanted to see the elimination of the blowouts. We got to the point where you know no more seventy eight nothing. So seventy eight nothing becomes thirty five to fourteen. And while they every look Ohio State's really good, you get blown out there. It's gonna happen once in a while. It happens to everybody. Probably you know, gonna but, get blown out by Penn State. Well. Yeah, and they're very good too. Yeah. All right, so we're not eliminating them, but no. get, let have fewer Cutting. of them. Cutting back the blow. I don't expect them to lose forty nine nothing to Michigan State, right? For example, correct. Great. Get better, get better in that way, and then double your win total. You get, if you get the four wins, you if they if you get the four wins and they won three big, big, big ten games. Well, then you can say, all right, well, yeah, we took, we definitely took a step up. Uh, from last season. I don't think anybody expected a bowl when it began, so I don't think anybody should really be disappointed if they don't get a bowl when it ends. Yeah. That was what the point I want to make. Yeah. Uh, I do love the idea. Sarge is confident they're going to bowl at 5-7. and seven. I do, I gotta say, I, I'm not in the business of giving away our stories, but I promise you, you will see a, story, a headline on NJ.com <laughs> if they beat Maryland. How Kyle Flood might have cost Rutgers a bowl game uh, two years after being fired, because it's you know, under his watch that the APR fell in 2015, had they beaten Maryland rivalry game at the end of the season, Rutgers would have gone to a bowl because they were like number five in the APR. They tumbled down to like, you know, the late teens, I think now. So they're going to, it's, I don't think it's as much of a gimme as Sarge's sources want you to think, but maybe it is. Um, I'll just leave it at this. Um, someone picked five and seven at the beginning of the year. Um, Someone did, and some the same person I think is, is seven and one in in, wow. in the weekly picks. Yeah, this person. Who, yeah, who I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if, you know, yeah. I I I would give you give you grief about bragging about it, but Lord knows I bragged about it when I won twenty five in a row, <laughs> correctly. So I'll I'll let it go. Uh, all right, let's do some true and false here. Uh, as always, this time I think we should, we should expand a little bit on our on our comments. I'm going to give you a statement, say true or false. And then explain why you think that is true or false. Uh, number one, true or false, this is the game that the passing offense finally breaks out. 
True. And I'll say only because I think they're going to have to do something different to kind of change the... This is the type of game where I think they're going to have to have some sort of... Now, if it's windy like today, maybe not. But this is the type of game they're going to have to throw the ball. False. Because I just don't think they can. I I just don't think they can. I mean, that's Maryland's weakness. But Tariq Cole, we talked to Tariq Cole today, and Tariq Cole said we're going to get back to what we do, which is run the ball. Wow. So yeah. you you would think that they would have the ability to put Indiana's really through the ball pretty well. All right. True or false? This game is the game the defense finally stops the run. Ryan, true or false? I'm going to say false. Uh, again, I think Rutgers could win the game. And I just gave you two. I just gave you two falses. But I'm super impressed with Ty Johnson. I know every Saquon Barkley is the best running back in the Big Ten. Okay, there I said it. Um, Justin Jackson is probably the second best running back in the Big Ten. Um, but Ty Johnson's right there with Akram Wadley. He's right there with um, anybody else the Big Ten has to offer. Ty Johnson and guy averaged nine. He had a thousand yards last year on like a on a hundred carries. Uh, I love Ty Johnson. I think Rutgers could have a lot of trouble with him. I'll be a little bit shorter in my answer than that. Um, and you're so negative too, by the way. All the falses. Um, <laughs> but I will say false. I agree with you that that I, I think Ty Johnson's a, a you know different animal. And and I think you might have even asked Trevor Morris today about you know the difference between. You know, Michigan and these lumbering, you know, you know, look like they're running in mud type running backs with no breakaway speed. And Ty Johnson just averaging seven yards per. He's a home run hitter, is what he is. So, right. so both of you think I'm gonna say false. false on that one after what we've seen. I can understand that. All right, true or false, this is the game because of the venue shift that attendance finally bottoms out. It's true <laughs> or false? I don't think it's going to be good. Um, I'd have to look at like uh, you know what what else is there to do on on, on the first Saturday in in, in November you There's, know in New Jersey. I mean, if we get good weather, you know, is that going to play a factor? But because uh, as, as, yeah, as Ryan has always says, if it's sixty five degrees, then it's too nice. But if it's sixty three degrees, then it's, then it's too cold. Yeah. So no, I I, I think it, it's it. We know for a fact that the attendance was. Terrible for for the Yankee when when it was going to be at Yankee Stadium. I'm not optimistic that they just had a sudden you know mad rush to the box office to, to buy tickets when they when when they moved it. So I'm going to say yeah, this is probably the game where it's going to be pretty ugly. So is that true or is that false? I, I say true. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm going to say true as well. Uh, I think we're going to have a for everything Sarge just laid out. I think we're I think we're going to see a very empty stadium. Uh, but I actually, I'm excited for the wrestling attendance. I think the wrestling attendance could be pretty good. All right, let's segue right to that. True or false? Rutgers and Maryland should make the wrestling football doubleheader a yearly thing. Uh, half and half. True, I think Rutgers should make it a yearly thing. I don't think it has to be against Maryland every year. But I think Rutgers, after drawing 16,000 fans last year, I'm expecting a good crowd this year. I think Rutgers should, first weekend in November, second weekend in November, whenever the football team is home, make this a yearly outdoor wrestling thing against any opponent that it should, uh, you know, it should draw. I really liked Scott Goodell's answer because you, 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 you know, he was disappointed. He was legitimately disappointed that this game was not going to be at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> this ma- match was not going to be at Yankee Stadium. Whereas I think the fan base in general was thrilled over the moon that it, 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 it wasn't going to be there. And, you know, if you gave Chris Ash some true serum, maybe, you know, he – you know, it might have helped recruiting. I think they might have been telling recruits that, you know, this is a big deal. But, you know, for the most part, he'd probably rather be here. But wrestling, they really want to be at Yankee Stadium. Um, I'm going to say true that 
from like Ryan said, I think Rutgers should really want to make this a, a yearly thing. Maryland's wrestling program isn't nearly you know the same level, so uh, maybe you know next next year uh, Maryland won't do it, but I think Rutgers should do it you know on a yearly basis. All right, final one, another wrestling one, uh, true or false? Chris Ash versus Scott Goodale on the wrestling mat. Goodell gets the pin in the first 30 seconds. True or false? I will say true. I mean, I've seen Scott Goodell practice, you know, in, you know, in, inside the dungeon that is the 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 the, the uh, you know the the barn. Uh, he is a madman. I'm going to say true. First 30 seconds. I'm going to say false. Uh, Ash is from Iowa. He's definitely got some <laughs> wrestling background in him. We've seen he can play a conservative style, so I wouldn't be shocked if he circled the mat for a little bit, extended the time, kept the score close, and maybe got pinned in the third period. Wait a minute. I mean, did, was the question, you know, if, if Ash was on a mat against one of us, like Politi <laughs> or, 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 or you or me? Definitely a takedown within the first 30 seconds. Scott Goodell, maybe not. <laughs> Uh, I like how you said if you gave Scott uh, Chris Ash uh, truth serum for one of your answers, you never have to give Scott Goodale truth serum. He he is truth serum. So. It, it, it just depends how angry. Sometimes you see it, Chris, you see Ash on the sidelines. You you know I would I'd be afraid to go. You go uh, near him, they might just take you down yeah. by by proxy. All right. Uh, do you have a mean tweet? Do you actually have one in front of you, or we have to spend six hours scrolling? Uh, All right. While you do that, I'm gonna go right. I'll do the the fan base that we pissed off this week because this is. I mean, this is not a surprise, <laughs> as you can imagine, knowing where we came from this week. Oh, take, oh here we go. It's a familiar song. We heard it plenty of times. So now I made a point of saying in the last podcast that, you know, if you're gonna go to one road trip. You should go to Ann Arbor. It's just a great stadium, great atmosphere, you know, nice people, 100,000 fans, iconic venue somehow. Don't leave you left there pissed. And I, and I got to <laughs> tell you this because, sorry, you, sorry you were there. We, we, we're in this press box, and I don't let them leave you defend themselves. We're in this press box, and we, we're a little short on time. Clearly, the, the team wants to leave. They got to get on the bus. They got the governor is on the bus. Mm-hmm. They have to get, leave Ann Arbor. They got to go to, drive to Detroit to take the, the, the charter press home. Clearly, they're in a rush. We got a little lost. A little? <laughs> Just a little. It's the big house. It's a big house. That's what they call it, the big house. We got we got just a little, a wee bit lost. And then Ryan, uh, I think he offended half of the lower peninsula and some and some towns in the upper peninsula yelling at the guys in the elevator stand because they did not know where we needed to go. It wasn't just them. It was everybody. I just don't understand. We were there two years ago. We knew it was impossible. So it was a worry of mine all day. Like, it's impossible to find. And nobody, listen, no one's going to feel bad for the media, right? Poor media, blah, blah, blah. You watch sports for free. You eat for yeah. free, blah, blah, blah. But this is so hard to do. I can't even explain to you how hard this is to find this press area in the big house and you got 110,000 people walking in the opposite direction. Walking right at you, yeah. You have to walk outside the stadium to find it. It was tough. There's no one can tell you. No, all the security guards, all the people, no one knows where it is. I mean, you're getting $55 million a year from the Big Ten. Put up a sign, Michigan. Put up a sign. Put up a sign. You know what? Here's a guy. Pay some intern $10 an hour to escort us down to the area. How hard is that? uh, I'm still stunned that you had a seat in the press box now after this after this rant clearly we're going to east we're going to east lansing uh there's no question about that all right uh do you have the mean tweet all right so dunleavy do the honors with the uh 
right, with, with this, this week's me- – I, 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 I could give you some mean tweets about a different column. You could throw some out uh, there. People are not happy about something. I wrote about this uh, incident with uh, referees walking out after an anthem protest, uh, and the tweets are not just mean. They are – Hateful. But anyway, you've got a mean tweet, though. Yeah, I do. I think this guy's sent me this. This might be his second appearance on mean tweets. Uh, are you 85? W fried 85. At Roy Dunleavy. So this is a reference to my postgame video. Um, here's the inside baseball on this. Sarge is our video guy. He runs this podcast from a technical standpoint. When we're on the road, right. he's always the guy who's like, guys, we have to do our post-game video. I'll shoot it. I'll edit it. I'll post it. It's a it. miracle that you and I actually get get to the yeah. physically get to the stadium <laughs> yeah. when Sarge isn't Sarge. there. It's true. It's true. So um, so on the road, it's just me and you this week for the second time already this season. Uh, last time we forgot to do it, uh, I went down at like 11 o'clock to the courtyard uh, conference room that had just had a pharmaceutical convention in it, and it was a total disaster of plates and cups everywhere. And I was like, "All right, I'll shoot it in here." And God forbid anybody listens to my content; they just look at the background and just tear me apart. And the lighting is terrible. I mean, it looks like a, it looks so, like a you know not to make, but it it looks like a hostage video. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, so here's it's the mean good. tweet from W. Fried. Are at Rye Dunleavy filing his report from the Ann Arbor Motel 6 laundry room. That shirt could use another 10 minutes in the dryer. Hashtag lowbudgetnj.com. I mean, that is a mean tweet with a picture. Um, yes, he's right. I was not. I was in a laundry room. It was not the Motel 6. It was a nice courtyard. Uh, but, yes, I, I don't want to do it in my hotel room because I'm loud and I don't want to wake up the neighbors and it's like 11 p.m., um, but I roll out, here I am, I'm in my pajamas, typing away at, on my, you know, in my desk, in my courtyard hotel room, and I, you know what, I forgot to do this video, Rutgers fans are going to want to hear the analysis, let me do a reader service, put my shirt back on from four hours ago, go down and shoot them a video so they can hear what I have to say, I go in, I find a quiet space in the laundry room, and all they do is tear me to shreds for doing the extra, it's a, the extra it's a mile. miracle that there wasn't, like, pasta stains on, like, or what, 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 uh, like, it's just believe me, that's information about about Dunleavy in his room right there. By the way, that shirt, by the way, here. is in better condition than we normally see it, like yeah, in, uh, in general, or than it is right now. We're, yeah, it's not like, like, you're like, stepping, we're, like in normal circumstances, you're stepping out in the tuxedo. So I mean, seriously, <laughs> uh, I mean, good grief. All right, <laughs> moving on as if there's a possible transition from that. To anything else? Uh, we did get to watch the best, the best. Big Ten game of the year, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, classic. Don't leave me. And I watched it from a bar at the, the at the hotel, and, and, and where this guy was such an enormous, uh, unabashed, annoying Penn State fan that we were the entire bar was cheering for Ohio State. I think most Rutgers fans probably want Ohio State to win too. Uh, two questions for you, sorry. Number one, what does that game mean? You think for what the team that makes it to the playoffs is Penn State done? Uh, and two. Did it change your mind on the Heisman thing? Um, great questions. One, I think Penn State definitely needs help. Um, Ohio State is going to – there's really no scenario unless Ohio State loses. Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, the Wisconsin. And that will be the interesting one where, where – kind of like what happened last year. Ohio State, yeah. you know, got, got in and, you know, Penn State, you know. It, it, uh, so that's the only scenario. They're going to need help. Um, it does – I still, um, I still favor Barkley. I will say this. 
Um, last week, I think, or maybe two weeks ago, we, we talked about the best quarterback in the Big Ten. Um, I said Trace, Trace McSorley. He was the Big Ten quarterback of the year a year ago. JT Barrett is on a different level, especially the last you know five or six games. He's been incredible. What it reminded me of, and I said this. No one could see me flexing my muscles right now. Well, you, you'd have to have some muscles <laughs> to flex. But what it reminded me of was Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, just the way he picked apart Atlanta. Yeah, you know, it, it just was. You know, it was like you know precision. It was. He, he was incredible. Incredible. Um, my answers would be. Yes, I still think Penn State can make it to the Final Four. I tweeted yesterday, I know Notre Dame fans will be beside themselves and every other conference would be beside themselves, but I would sign right now for Alabama, Georgia, Penn State, and Ohio State as my Final Four. Wow, I mean, that would make, yeah, That right. would that be would, a lot of angry people yeah, that aren't in the yeah. SEC or the Big That's Ten. It's going to be tough. But I love that idea. Um, and, yes, it changed my Heisman vote. Uh, this is not bias against Saquon Barkley, though I'm sure that will be the claim. I had Barkley two earlier this year behind Baker Mayfield. I moved him up to one for a while. Now I have him two behind JT Barrett. I just Barrett was my three. Uh, I moved him up all the way to one because that fourth quarter was spectacular. You'd, we always talk about Heisman moments, Heisman moments, and people said, did Barkley have his against Iowa, or did Barkley have it on the kickoff return? No, the Heisman moment was the fourth quarter for JT Barrett, 13 for 13, 170 yards, three touchdowns against a Penn State defense. That's a Heisman moment. I don't know how the rest of the way will go, but right now I have Barrett one. You would put, You would put Ohio State in over Oklahoma? I would put Ohio State in over Oklahoma today. Yes, I would. Um, uh, Oklahoma beat them. I know. Yeah, I I, I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would. I mean, I uh, Oklahoma has a loss, so uh, not a good loss. No. Um, I, I, Iowa State did beat TCU. Yeah. Well, maybe we should put in Iowa State. <laughs> I, I put Ohio, Iowa State at number eleven on my AP ballot. You know, probably higher than everyone else. But um, yeah, I just I, I don't think you can. Yeah, there's any that, scenario you can get two Big Ten teams in. Yeah, that's a tough um, sell. Yeah, especially with with uh, you know Notre Dame. I mean, if they if they the teams that control their fate, there's teams that control their fate right now. They control their destiny. Win out, take care of business. Are Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame? Because if they go, if they, even though they don't have a championship game, if they go unbeaten the rest of the way, they have a one point loss against Georgia. They're getting in. Um, and then Ohio State. You know, Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin. I guess you had to throw in Wisconsin right. as well. But those are the teams that control their fate. Not Penn State, not Washington, not even Oklahoma. All these other teams need help. Those are the teams that control their fate. I'll say one, one thing, one last thing to add on, on the Heisman debate. If, if you're going to say, if the award is, well, who is the best player in college football? I think the best player in college football is, is Saquon Barkley. You can't – one game's not going to talk me out of that from what I've seen all season. Uh, all right, do we want to do predictions? I mean – Sure. All right, the Rutgers is a two-point underdog. A little surprise. Were you surprised? I, was, I thought it would be like four uh, or five. Yeah, I was thinking – Especially four. if they beat Indiana, Maryland Correct. beat Indiana. I was, right. I was thinking three-and-a-half-ish before and then after right. five, yeah, six. Yeah, me yeah. too. So that's a sign that, that Vegas has paid attention to the fact that Rutgers is covered. Uh, and Aren't, or, or, I saw a stat, right? They're like 6-2 and two yeah, against the spread. They're doing pretty good against the spread after last year, not so much. All right, who do you got, Dunleavy? Tell me. Let Sarge go first because I'm probably going to just pick against Sarge because I need to catch him in the standings. Wow. So, that, that is so. – I'm glad that everyone hears, you know, just how, how, how the sausage is made when it comes to picks. So <laughs> don't leave you that, you know, devious. I'm right, a transparent guy. <laughs> I'm going to go Rutgers. Um, I just think that, you know, they're going to follow, like you said, follow. They probably need to throw for more than 100 yards. Probably. probably. <laughs> I would think one of these games. But um, I'm going to say Rutgers. And I think it's going to be a 
similar game plan. They're going to have to just, you know, dictate, you know, with the running game and everything. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, this is a type of game where they can win, home game. I'm going to go Rutgers. Sarge is the guy at the at the track who just keeps betting the same pony, you know? It's working for him. So I guess that means I'm the schmo who keeps picking uh, who keeps picking against Rutgers. So I'll pick Maryland. Uh, like I said, I just don't uh, – I made it pretty clear. I think Rutgers uh, – I think Ty Johnson's explosive uh, for Maryland, and I just don't think that. I think the way to beat Maryland is to throw the ball on Maryland, and I need to say I, I like Gio Rochino. I just don't know that for whatever reason we've been at it at nauseum. The offensive line, the wide receivers, the the play calling, whatever. It's just not it's not there. So I don't I don't see Rucker scoring enough points. Maybe Maryland thirty one twenty one. I'm willing to seed. To seed the championship to Keith Sargent and pick Rutgers, I think they're going to win this game. I think they've got they're going to show some things in the passing game. Uh, it's going to be a high scoring game. They're going to break up a couple of big plays. They've saved. They've made sure that Grant and, and Blackshear were healthy for this one. I think it's going to be like a 31-30 victory at home that seals. That's going to seal what's going to be a very, considered a, a good season for the Scarlet Knights. I think we just made a great point that we didn't touch on earlier that I want to wrap this up with, which is. Chris Ash said after the game, again, transparent Chris Ash said, um, in an emergency, Blackshear could have played. So I guess they didn't deem being down 35-14 or whatever to be an emergency. Chris Ash very clearly, like you just said, was like, all right. You know, we're, uh, this is going to be tough. He didn't practice all week either. I understand that, but I'm sure they're. I mean, yeah. Let's make sure he's ready for the game. That absolutely. And I and I wrote this after the game. I would like to see. We've hammered Rutgers' offense right for two years now. Um, I would like to see what Rutgers' offense looks like with a healthy Blackshear and a healthy Grant. I was trying to think. Sarge might be able to answer this better than me. When's the last time Rutgers had two guys as fast as those two? On the field at the same time. Carew was a great player. I don't know if he was as fast. Tim Brown? I mean, was the last yeah. time they had two guys as fast as Grant and Blackshear on the field at the same they, time? Uh, yeah. Uh, Tim Brown, Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt ne- never got caught. I mean, he was really fast. And, and Taekwon Ta- Ta- Underwood, too. The, you know, those three guys were really, really, really fast. Uh, but, yeah, no, you'd have to probably go back to, 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 to then to see two guys that were – that athletic and fast. And hopefully they're out there. Hopefully it'll be an interesting game. I think it will be either way. We're going to see where this program stands once again. That's it. Signing off. We're building Rutgers Podcast. Steve, Ryan, and Keith, thanks for listening.